Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Media. Hello everyone, uh, it's me James today, I am back from my trip uh, to Kurdistan and uh, I'm talking today with Rania Hayat, uh, a name that I probably just butchered, uh, but Rania is the communications officer for the Palestinian Journalist Syndicate and uh, we're very very lucky to have Rania talking to us, welcome Rania. Thank you, James. Um, thank you for um, contacting me and ha- letting me be letting me uh, with you. Yeah, of course. Uh, you're very mm-hmm. welcome. So I think, Runia, it, it's it's been a really hard time to consume news. Like for the first week of of what's happening, I, I was in uh, mostly Syrian and Iraqi Kurdistan, and I wasn't maybe consuming as much news as I normally do because I was trying to write news instead. Uh, and then I got back, and I just the the barrage of information and disinformation has been very hard for people to sort of wade through. And I wonder, I think one of the things I'd like us to focus on first and foremost is the impact of Israel's bombing campaign on journalists specifically working in Gaza. Um, I know like friends of mine are journalists in Gaza. We've featured on this podcast before the, the people of Parkour Gaza uh, and and I know that many journalists have lost their lives covering what's been happening. So can you explain a little bit about uh, like what's been happening and, and maybe bring us up to date on the amount of every loss is a tragedy, but like the amount of people who have lost their lives covering this? Yes, uh, James. Uh, well, let's start that journalists mm-hmm. in Gaza are civilians who are people who tra- travel, they work, 
um, usually they should travel, but they work, they yeah. they do their job, they try to cover the news with very hard conditions with the daily life of Gaza. Since the beginning of the war against Gaza uh, on the 7th of October, um, you know how the war started targeting everything in Gaza. Um, yeah. Not even all, all the people, more than the people, you know, the, the buildings, the, the children, the um, even the animals, the, the plants, you know, it's just bombing and bombing and bombing airstrikes mm-hmm. the whole time. Um, at the beginning, we tried to, we have some, our contacts uh, with journalists in Gaza, we have our uh, um, um, general secretary member and so on. We try to get information from them. At the beginning, yeah, it was not easy, but it was okay to get some information about what's going on. But by the time now we reached to a place that when I call them, they told, uh, they always tell dozens of, um, we don't know. Um, we are disconnected. Um, I'm homeless now. Um, I am not able to, to get any news. I can't tell you about my friend or my neighbor next to me, but I'm not able to tell you about further than this. Um, I will just give some statistics. Um, yeah. up to now we have 18 killed journalists who have been either killed while, while try covering, uh, uh, others were killed in their homes. Mm-hmm. Um, being uh, through airstrikes with their families and so on. Um, we have also um, many, many journalists who have dozens of them have been injured. I'm, I'm really sorry. I was I wanted to have some, um, you know, accurate statistics, but yeah. I can't give you until mm-hmm. now. We are now try, trying to develop uh, like a tool to get some um, statistics, but until now it's not working well. Yeah. Um, we have uh, many journalists who lost their homes, homes because it was bomb- bombed or uh, yeah, airstrike. Others, uh, they were um, rep- uh, um, displaced. Yeah, and uh, m- many of them moved from their homes either because their homes was bombed or other because they were threatened to stay at their home safely, so they go to other uh, like um, schools, hospitals, and so on. Um, the most tragic is the the journalists who are losing their families. When you call a journalist to ask him about anything, they tell you, okay, I lost my son, I lost my wife, I lost all my family, I lost my mother now. Um, they are, they are, they are completely broken. You can't talk to them. They are, you know, it's really a very tragic situation. Yeah, it's, 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 I mean, it's literally unimaginable. Like, it's, yeah. I think I, I've, attended wars i've lost friends but nothing i can't imagine what it's like on this scale uh mm-hmm. and it's heartbreaking to even think mm-hmm. about it and i think yeah. some of what you said it obviously like part of the situation this creates is that it's very hard to do reporting on the ground it's always been hard to do reporting on the ground in gaza um, yes like i, I um I had made plans to go to Gaza, uh, which probably won't work out now. Um, but like, it's hard for foreign press, and of course, there are many very capable journalists within Gaza. We don't need, you know, foreign press to go there necessarily. But could you explain a little bit of how, when this war started, it didn't just like affect these people in terms of of killing them, killing their families, uh, displacing them, destroying their homes. But also, like, every day this war goes on, it gets harder for us to see, I think, the impact of this war on 
civilians living in Gaza, right, because of the damage to infrastructure. Is that fair to say? Yes, uh, this is what's going on. And uh, yes, reporting is getting more and more complicated um, Mm -hmm. because as also, you know, there is no electricity. I mean, Mm -hmm. communication is very, very difficult. Um, When sometimes through phone call, I call them just to get something. They tell me, okay, wait until I get some internet and I will get back to you. I wait for hours and hours sometimes for the second day to get a little information. So you can imagine how they can even contact with each other. Yeah. And yeah, and that makes it very hard. I think often like we might have more info. This is not uncommon, actually. Like you have more information sitting somewhere with a broadband connection and access to Twitter than you do on the ground, right? Like they may not yeah. know everything that's happening. Yes, um, I don't know (laughs) um, uh, if I can talk about this, but you know about the restrictions uh, Mm -hmm. that uh, on all social media applications, uh, the restrictions on the Palestinian content Mm -hmm. content on the social media, um, we're facing a big, a massive wave against our content, against our news through Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the those um, applications. So we are not able even to reach. Many people are banned, many people are hacked, and we are just hearing about uh, the banning of many accounts of Palestinians, um, the, the very limited reach, the mal- mm-hmm. very limited, and they are sometimes, many times they are blocked or, yeah, blocked or from posting and so on. Mm-hmm. So even also, this is another problem that we are facing to reach out. Yeah, I think this, this in a sense, obviously, like, like it's in terms of specifically getting information about it, because I think that is important. I think if people could understand what it's like to see someone lose their baby, uh, mm-hmm. and then I think very few people would be able to, in good conscience, support that. Um, and the fact that this has come at a time when I think generally, uh, certainly for the US, reporting on things outside the US is an all-time low. Like it, it's atrocious. And mm-hmm. so people lack the context to understand, not through any fault of their own, right? But they've just been fed terrible, you know, opinion pieces for the last mm-hmm. few years. They lack the context to understand why what's happening is happening. And I think obviously Elon Musk has bought Twitter. Um, and 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 just it's a cesspool. It's terrible. It's full of false information. And as you say, often videos that like I have friends who are photographers in in Gaza. I have friends who are just people in Gaza. And uh, videos that they post will be taken down. It sometimes they'll just say it, it's too graphic. It's too violent. But like also, that's their everyday life now. That's been happening for two weeks. The, 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 yes. Yeah. Graphic violence is sadly what's visited mm. upon them every day. Yeah, yes. Um, believe me, um, the, what's going on in Gaza is, is very, you can't, ima- you can't um, hold it when you, when you watch yeah. it. Even the TV channels, they try to, make, to minimize uh, what, how yes. dangerous and how violent are the, the, the scenes that we see. Um, at the same time, I had a discussion this morning. Um, yeah. I don't want people to cry for us. It's not, I don't want people to cry for the babies uh, killed. And so with very hard pictures and videos, I, I just want uh, humanity. 
mm-hmm. without seeing the video, just hear that there is a child is losing his child, children, thousands mm-hmm. of children are losing yeah. their child's life for nothing, are losing their hands, their legs, their, uh, they are now uh, handicapped. Uh, they don't know why. Yeah. Without, we, we don't need to see the video. Just know mm-hmm. that this is going on. We don't want to make a tragedy. We don't want to to to, to people to cry with us when I, we cry. Yes, we want okay some solidarity, but it's mm-hmm. it's not something to have the emotions and then then we sleep and then we wake up. Or that's what all. No, no, there is something going on. Mm-hmm. We don't need the sympathy. No, we need some actions. We need steps. We need humanity now. Yeah. So I think that's an excellent really really excellent point like it's not a film or like something you can consume and then step away from so what sort of solidarity actions can people take to support people in gaza to support journalists there to support the greater cause of uh and not having this issue where, where every few years thousands of palestinian civilians get killed yes well to be honest we want when we want to feel better we turn on the television to see the demonstrations when we see the demonstrations london Brussels, um united states in different uh, cities um arab world everywhere when we mm-hmm. see these demonstrations we feel that somebody knows there is a, like a kind of movement this helps us and we need further steps after the demonstration we need lobbying we need yeah. the people who elect their governments, who support those massacres, and to say, no, we, we give you legitimacy to be human. Stop this inhumanity. We need the people to lobby on their governments that this should not be supported. Yeah. This, is, this is the real action that we need. Lobbying, lobbying, lobbying by the mm-hmm. people, by the power of people. Yeah, I think. It's one of those things like some things will never change in America, at least not by voting, but like some things, yeah, if, if enough people, and I think more people, like I remember when I, I moved to America 15 years ago, uh, when I was yeah. very young, I was 21, and I, I came into America and I had a free Palestine, like a badge on my jacket, yeah. I like to sew yeah. things on my jacket, you know, and uh they sent me straight to secondary, you know, like the, the like where they pat you down and take all your clothes and go through your bags and such. And like, it just wasn't as big of a concern. I think more people in the 15 years since then have become aware of the tragedy and the loss of life. And certainly now I've seen more people wake up to what's happening and, and uh, like protest or, um, you know, get out and, and do things in a way that they, they wouldn't have done 10 years ago. And I think it, that's really, uh, it's good. Like, and it, hopefully that demand for like people to be allowed to live with dignity and safety continues. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, I just always want to ask anybody like to say, are you going, are you happy to pay your tax for killing others? Is it? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. This is the, the very initial, very first question. Are you happy with this? Do you pay your tax for this or for other, anything that you like to have your tax be, to be paid for? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is what we want. We are we are facing killing. We are facing assassination yeah. and bombarding and so on. And we need uh, all what we need is humanity, nothing mm-hmm. else.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. I was thinking this morning of like how, like very obviously, right, when, when Russia bombed Ukrainian cities, most people said we should help the Ukrainians, send them arms, send them medical supplies. Some of them went and volunteered to fight for the Ukrainians. When, uh, and I understand that, like this, obviously this this conflict began in very different circumstances uh, than, than the Russia-Ukraine conflict. But nonetheless, like little, little children are being killed and continue to be killed, um, and the response wasn't the same. And I think some of that comes from like a not particularly hard to see Orientalism in in the U.S. and the U.S. media. Also, some of it comes from the complete absence of Palestinian voices in. in certainly in like the English language press in America. Um, and I wonder, like, I know that there are certain organizations which have specifically worked to make it harder for Palestinian journalists, like my friend Hossam Salem. Uh, he's an excellent photographer. Um, you can find him on all the in- places where you find people on the internet. Uh, we worked on stories together. And mm-hmm. like, I know he's, he's now had, he's lost contract with major outlets um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of this sort of campaign of accusing him of bias, I think. Um, it's, it's hard not to be biased when you see little children die. Um, but 
I wonder if you could talk about that, like how Palestinian voices are excluded or missing from our, even now, right? The Atlantic, since two weeks of bombing now, and I was looking this morning, and they've managed to find two Palestinian voices to share. Like, like, um, you know, it, it's it maybe may none. I'll have to check that after we've done. But um, I was flicking through these big sort of opinion piece type outlets, and it's very clear that, like, even now, people mm-hmm. haven't. Like editors specifically, or the greater press has not stopped excluding Palestinian voices. So maybe we could talk about like how that happens, what allows that to happen, and what people can do to, to help lift up those voices. Well, yes, uh, Palestinian voices are are being banned uh, all over by different movements. Um, they are many times fired from their works in big mm-hmm. uh, news uh, outlets and uh, um, uh, media outlets for different political reasons. And if you want to go in through the stories, you find that some people are just trying to make um, um, to, to, to to make problems for those people to let them leave their work and stop writing mm-hmm. or uh, telling the news or analyzing or anything yeah. about the Palestinian cause and what's going on. We're facing this globally and we have many cases recorded in, uh, and documented in the PGS and we we can give you many examples about them. Yeah. Um, but I, I have to tell about something that um, mm-hmm. we ha- we're a member of the International Federation of Journalists and uh, we have uh, also even our president of uh, Palestinian, Palestinian Journalist Syndicate. He's a vice president of the International Federation of Journalists. He has been elected in, last year mm-hmm. in the last Congress. Um, we have sister unions, one of them, one of the best friends of us are the National uh, Writers Union, the American National Writers Union, uh, which is a very big supporter to us. Um, they even, um, Larry um, uh, Goldbetter, uh, the general secretary, even he visited us in Palestine a few months ago, and he's a very supporter of mm-hmm. what's going on, um, of all our statements, of our news. At the beginning of the war, he they they uh, produced uh, like um, a statement about biasity and um, and misleading news and so on, how to yeah. avoid them, um, supporting the Palestinians, supporting the our life, our right to life, and so mm-hmm. on. So we we highly appreciate this movement. Of course, he's not the only one. Many, many syndicates, many unions all over mm-hmm. the world sent us solidarity letters. Um, some of them supported us even with some in-kind contribution, with some funds in addition to solidarity, in addition to demonstrations and so on, which which really gave us a lot of power, of hope, so we can continue and we are not alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's really powerful. Yeah. And if, well, I mean, it's not enough, but it's something that unions, I think people also, if they're members of a union, can encourage their union to do that, right? Just to make a statement. Um, yeah. Just to show some solidarity. I wonder, like, what, um, you talked about in-kind donations and you talked about the support you're getting from unions. I know uh, one of the unions, I'm, which I'm a member, the Industrial Workers of the World, uh, FJU, uh, just did a... Fundraiser, or are still doing a fundraiser for um, flak vests, like bulletproof vests for journalists. Mm-hmm. What kind of support can people give, like in a concrete sense, beyond getting in the streets and protesting and writing letters and emails and phone calls? Uh, 
is there stuff that they can do with their money if they have some money? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not a kind of money. It's a mm. kind of, um, I will tell you now, in, yeah. the, in the, the situation in Gaza, we, we can't, all what we do, we need is a ceasefire. To, yeah. be, to be honest, uh, they even don't have fresh water to drink, by the way. And they say, try to minimize the, the, the water they drink, and they know that the water they drink is not very clean, but yeah. just to survive. So you can start with this very basic need of life, and then you go further. Um, as I already told you, um, the, the safety vests are very important, but when you mm -hmm. are under airstrikes, this will never help you. But if I want to talk about the daily life, about how it's going in the West mm -hmm. Bank and Gaza, our journalists, uh, we all work under the same conditions of yes. um, aggressive um, um, events, covering uh, aggressive events and so on. So um, we try as PJS to, to contact all the media outlets in Palestine to offer or provide uh, safety kits for all journalists who work in the field. But for example, our um, freelancers, mm -hmm. they they work on their uh, uh, own responsibility and in yeah. very dangerous situation. Yeah. We try to, to, to tell how dangerous that what they do when you go to cover with you don't have very full safety um, uh, kids or this yeah. it's it's very dangerous for them but they are not able to to cover it and they want to they need to work they need to do their job so they do it in a very strange uh, sorry dangerous uh, conditions so uh, one of the things that we can support journalists is yes safety kits Mm -hmm. uh, which as are very important. Uh, medical uh, kits also are very important. Mm. Um, what what else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we try we try to 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 do. Um, also, we try to be, to raise the awareness to make some materials for the the, the journalists about safety. Mm -hmm. Safety is very important for us. We try to 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 teach them more about how to take care of themselves, how to report, and so on about their security and so on. Yeah. Um, this is mainly what I can talk about uh, for for the needs or the in kind contribution. As I told yeah. you, in the current situation, for example, we try to support uh, through some donations through support uh, to support the journalists with um, better charging batteries because of the lack of electricity and power sources in Gaza. So mm -hmm. just to keep them connected currently, and they are very useful for them, and uh, it it helps now. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. it it's yeah. it's probably best that you guys just have money and then you can be flexible in getting what people need. I think that's generally the best advice is when there's a crisis is to send the people nearest to it money and then they can decide what they need. Uh, I certainly I found <laughs> that I found that in a lot of places I've yes. worked. Um, yes. So you talked about the power situation. I think that's sort of it has gone relatively unreported. I mean, it'll still say like the power and water have been cut off, but that creates a lot of other dangerous situations, right? Like obviously some people rely on that power if they're infirm, if they have medical devices, that kind of thing. But also like where there are places to charge that results in a very high concentration of people, right? Like my friend was telling me that their parents were in a hospital to charge their, their devices, right? They wanted to call their child and say, we're safe, we're alive. But their phone had run out of battery, so they had to go to the hospital. 
yeah, can you explain a little bit of some of the things that like that that has resulted in the loss of power for people? Yes, of course. Um, for example, first of all, let me tell you that we mm. already in, uh, asked or requested all our journalists in Gaza to be in the hospitals mm-hmm. uh, for their safety. We try. We we yeah. expect that this it would be a place, safe place, but there is no safe place in Gaza now, mm-hmm. as you all already know about the hospitals that have been uh, um, targeted. But uh, we we already asked them to be in the hospitals. We try to make some press zones in the hospitals, some mm-hmm. places where it's for press, for journalists to be there yeah. so they can get some electricity power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they can all to be together, uh, try to exchange information and work together. Uh, so it will be better for them to work and safer um, b- mm-hmm. between brackets always uh, for yeah. them to work. Um, uh, to be honest, yes, uh, I don't know if you see the news mm-hmm. now. It's, uh, it's the, we had uh, the sun has set, uh, so it's completely dark in Gaza. You just yeah. can have some lightened spots, which are the hospitals. Mm-hmm. And you know that uh, even the solar and the uh, sorry, the fuel for school for uh, uh, hospitals is about to to. Mm-hmm. Right to finish yeah, yeah. and uh, in two days i think maximum but we will see maybe they will have some trucks or they will get something inside gaza for fuel and so on but i'm not sure about this yeah i think uh, yeah yeah every day it's changing i guess um mm-hmm. and i wonder like talking about getting things into gaza getting getting things uh to people in gaza a thing that seems to be completely like i don't know it genuinely seems to me that people think people could just walk out of gaza and 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 you know go somewhere else uh I, so i guess just to be extremely clear on that can you explain mm-hmm. like the situation for people in gaza with respect to if, if they their mobility and their ability to leave because i think it's something that again has been like criminally overlooked in the united states discourse um, ability to leave Gaza, you mean? Yeah, yeah, like, like or lack thereof would be more accurate, right? Like the the complete absence of that. Well, unfortunately, people in Gaza are blocked. Mm-hmm. They are all, and they are not allowed to leave Gaza with any yeah. kind of borders. Even the people who have international passports, like mm-hmm. American, European, or whatever yeah. passports, they are not allowed. They are not able to leave Gaza. Uh, they have to face their fate now. They are just displaced from place to another. Some people have been displaced four times in four areas, different areas, yeah. and others were dipla- displaced and bombed mm-hmm. later. So no, uh, they are blocked. Yeah. They have they are blocked in a, like a very limited area, which is under strikes the whole time. No place is safe. Um, even the the Baptist hospital. They thought that it would be a Baptist hospital, a hospital related to a church and so on. Mm-hmm. It was uh, striked massively, cruelly. More than yeah. 500 have been killed. They were all children. Mothers are sitting just as a shelter, uh, thinking that it would be a shelter for them. So, yes, this is the situation in Gaza. There is mm-hmm. no safe place, no hospitals. If you are in a hospital, you will be bombed. If you are in a school, you will be bombed. If you are in a mosque, if you will be bombed. If you are in a church, you will be bombed. No safe place, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah it's 
yeah, it's uh, it's unimaginable. And like, I don't know, it, the the act of bombing. Like we were talking about this before we started, but like, um, when you're being bombed, it's very different from like a small arms conflict or even like a you know whatever artillery, mortars, rockets. Like, you. Mm-hmm there isn't much you can do to be safe it's not like there is no like cover from bombs you know that you you uh there's no there way you no can hide from them. In Gaza. Yeah. by the way there is no underground mm-hmm. shelters yeah yeah and yeah. yeah. now they are in tents by the way they were in houses mm-hmm. houses they were falling on their heads so they went to tents so when the tent falls it's uh, not so yeah jesus yeah it's it's bleak yeah. but it's uh yeah it, it's it's unimaginable, like I said. Yeah. Um, like yeah. I just spent a week in a place that was being very They frequent. are protected by the sky, which is full of planes bombing mm-hmm. them. Yeah, yes. yeah. And every time you look up, you wonder what that is. And is this still time or is this still one? Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. Just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. So I think one thing people are really struggling with is like overload of information, uh, misinformation, right? Uh, 
just some of the worst pieces I've ever seen in opinion pieces on things sent on social media, which are like, like it seems that we've returned to like peak Islamophobic rhetoric of like September 12th, yes. 2001. And we've learned absolutely nothing from 20 mm -hmm. years of killing and dying. So I wonder where you would recommend if there are members of your syndicate or other places where people can find reliable info reporting, which is, you know, fact checked, which is not overloading them with, you know, like if, if you go on Twitter to try and find your information at the minute, you're just going to get into an argument with someone who has the worst opinions in the world. Uh, and it's not mm -hmm. good. And it, it can dissuade you from taking action in the ways that you've mentioned, which are actually useful. So is there a place you'd suggest people look for information, outlets or individuals they could follow? Well, um, who wants to know the truth will be, will find it. Um, you know, the media is always, any media outlet, it has its, um, it has its mandate and yeah. vision and so on. Mm -hmm. So I just advise everyone when you go for any outlet, media outlet, just try to read about it. What's, what's its mandate? Who's they are related to? Who's they are supporting and so on. Or so to know uh, the, the, w from which perspective you will know the truth. I can't tell now the names of outlets yeah. because um, I, um, it's not me who to, to, to decide who's who's the yeah. right one. Um, yeah. As you know, I am I work in a syndicate which is mm -hmm. for, for like a union which is mm -hmm. for all journalists with all yeah. with all at, uh, outlets. So they are all our members. So yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> I think that's good advice so that people can take more. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's good advice that people can take more broadly because I think people are completely unaware of the ownership of some outlets, their mandate, their yes. perceived yes. biases. Yes. yes. Like, Try to read about them, mm -hmm. not only the news itself, not the, 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 the news itself, but try to see about this outlet, about this um, establishment, how it's working, what their objectives, how do they work, and what are their, their connections and so on. So mm -hmm. you will know which kind of uh, news they are covering and how do yes. they cover it. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, this mm -hmm. is what I can say. For us as Palestinian Journalist Syndicate, we try now to report about journalists because this is our mm -hmm. uh, mandate. This is our work to tell about what's going for our members to try to get any protection for them. Actually, mm -hmm. we, are, we are disabled <laughs> in this yeah. very hard condition. But we try to our, uh, through our friends, through our um, relations, through our supporters, through our uh, memberships and so on, to have some um, international support for them through mm -hmm. information, through like a flow inf of information telling what's going on, how many journalists mm -hmm. have been killed, how many journalists are di displaced, how many, and so on. So we try to give data. Those yeah. data are not, um, as I already told you, it's really a hard job that we are going, mm -hmm. uh, we are doing now. It's getting more and more difficult. We are trying to cope, trying to develop new tools to cope with this hard, very hard situation. Mm -hmm. But we try our maximum to be uh, honest, to get very real and true information, not to get any misleading information. There's a flow of misleading of information. Even we hear about many journalists that they are killed, but when we try to, to make sure that we found that they are not journalists, so we don't put them, put them in mm -hmm. our lists. We try to investigate as much as we can. So to put our lists 
to mm-hmm. be limited to journalists, to our mm-hmm. members, to the people who work with us when our within our mandate and so on. So to be a credible uh, mm-hmm. source, uh, source source of information. Yeah, I think it's very important. I am. Um, yeah. I saw. I don't know if you guys who shared it. I showed a video early on. Um, it was when I was still in Syrian Kurdistan, but we were watching it of a funeral of three journalists who had been killed. Um, yeah. And like someone was saying at the funeral that they were speaking, and they said someone else will pick up his camera and like keep documenting things, which really was very emotional for me and my friends. Sure. Uh, yeah, it was really sad. But um, yes, it is. Yes, yeah. I believe you. It's it's uh, it just you know that's a thing that I do, and I see people. Mm-hmm you know, dressed like me, people I know. Uh, and it's been very, your coverage of that has been very, I don't know, emotionally challenging for me, but it it's, should be emotionally challenging. It's terrible. Um, but I, th- I think people should definitely tune into it if they can. I wonder, are there like social media accounts that the PJS has that people can follow? Yes, we have a um, um, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, on Facebook, yes. It's a yeah. Palestinian journalist syndicate. Yeah. Um, just uh, and we try to download uh, all our news on it. Also, yeah. we have our website, which is www.pjs.ps. Mm-hmm. Also, you can find some news statements, updates, and so on. Yeah, that's great, and I encourage people to uh, to, to follow that if they're able to. Um, I wonder, Renee, is there anything else you think that people are, like anything that's been missing from the media narrative that you'd like people to know about? situation now in Palestine or like the situation more broadly uh, that hasn't been reported on as much as it should be? Um, yeah, yeah. I just want to add something about besides what's going on in Gaza, mm-hmm. uh, even journalists in the West Bank, even in, in uh, Palestinian journalists in Israel mm-hmm. are uh, facing a lot of threats facing yes. a lot of problems. Um, um, there is a massive uh, campaign of arrests. So up to now, 1,000 in three days, 1,000 persons have been arrested. Um, we're trying to to find the number of journalists, which is, um, Jesus, yeah. I, I'm not sure about it, but uh, I can't give you the figure, as mm-hmm. I told you, because of the big number, we're trying to make sure who mm-hmm. are the journalists. But my, uh, a massive arrests campaign is taking place now. Uh, also, um, journalists are facing a lot of threats about a lot of violations uh, while covering. Um, many times they are uh, prevented from coverage. They are threatened by uh, weapons. They are threatened sometimes by the settlers, uh, armed settlers even, not the mm-hmm. army. Yeah. Um, uh, while covering many of them, also they um, they are subject to incitement through uh, social media pages, like uh, uh, spreading their photos or their and so to make a kind of incitement, uh, how mm-hmm. to kill them or to to get rid of them and so on. So also the journalists are facing a very hard time now. Um, yeah, they are yeah. under a threat. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's terrible. Um, and, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, completely unacceptable. So, um, yeah, I'm yeah. glad you shared that. And I think it's important that people follow this and do whatever they can to help. Um, do whatever they can to to I don't know to encourage people to stop bombing other people. Like it's never a good situation mm-hmm. when people are bombing children. Uh, and hopefully, it comes to an end. Like it, I don't know. I've never seen this much outgoing support 
for Palestine in the United States, but I've also, you know, this is an unprecedented act of, uh, of uh, again, war crimes. Uh, so like, it's, it's very hard to see where this is going, I suppose. Yes, we believe that the voice is reaching, um, maybe a little by not that fast, not that easy, because it's not easy. But mm -hmm. we believe in every person who thinks and and say, no, this is inhuman. I should not. Mm -hmm. I should be with those people who are under attack, who are under um, uh, 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 under um, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of hard life. Yeah, it's a hard life. Uh, a mm -hmm. lot of oppression. So yeah. um, when we see the as I told you, when we see the demonstrations, it really gives us power. It really gives us that we have right to life. You know, this is a minimum right that we need people to tell us, yes, you have a right to life. Yeah, I think that's, it's nice to hear. You know, it, it, it's like a, if you can feel that you're helping, even just helping people feel like a little bit, you know, yeah. elevated, a little bit better, a little bit less despairing. Because I can see how it'd be very easy if you're stuck in Gaza to feel like um, the world's abandoned you. Because yes. it has, to a large degree, right? Like the world's allowed this to happen. Um, and it's, you know, it's not, it's American yes. bombs, American planes dropping bombs on little Unfortunately. children. Um, it, yeah. So I think that's really good to hear. It's good to hear that that um, has made some difference. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. I know it's thank getting you. late Thank you. Thank you, James. Thank you yeah. for having me with you. I wish you all good luck. And thank you. Thank you. All who listen, listeners to this podcast, um, I hope that I was able uh, to give you um, an overview of what's going on. And uh, let's pray that this violence will end very soon. Yes. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Let's. Um, thank you very much. That was wonderful. Thank you. It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. 
plus at these prices? You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.